Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey there. Because you're listening to this podcast, we at Blue Wire want you to know this. One, we freaking love you. And two, we want to learn more about you. Help us make more content you'll love by filling out a survey you can find in the description of this podcast. You'll help us out a ton, and you'll have a chance to win a Blue Wire t-shirt, hoodie, or a pair of AirPods. We appreciate you, hope you're staying safe, and want you to enjoy this podcast. Blue Wire. The Arizona Cardinals select Kyler Murray. And the 2019 Offense Rookie of the Year is... Calamar. This year's most valuable player, Lamar Jackson. He takes it himself. Looking back and forth. Oh! He broke his ankles. He is Houdini. Touchdown. Patrick Mahomes with a rope. Chiefs are Super Bowl champions here in Miami. All right, guys, welcome back to the Establish the Past podcast presented by Clutch Points and our friends at Bet Online. I'm your host, Blake Level. With me is my co host, Dylan Reagan, and we're back for another exciting episode here. Uh, if I sound a little bit different, recording from a, a different location, Dylan, but uh, that's, that's pretty good, I guess, when it comes to the theme of our episode, right? Because um, we're talking about uh, coaches in different locations, and uh, that is the main focus here on this episode is looking at all these different coaches uh, that have been hired this offseason, uh, there are five new ones in the NFL, and we're going to talk a little bit about them and maybe what the expectations are for these coaches, not just uh, in the short term, but also in the long term. And Dylan, uh, quite a quite an interesting group here. Um, you've got uh, certainly a couple of guys who are very well known, you know, lots of experience as head coaches. And then on the flip side of that, you've got uh, three guys uh, who are going to step into new roles as head coaches, one coming uh, from the college level. Uh, so, so quite an interesting group here of uh, first-year mm-hmm. coaches. Well, first-year coaches with their teams this season, but uh, not necessarily for some of them uh, here in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not quite as much turnover as maybe some of the past off-seasons. It usually seems like almost – seven, eight coaches sometimes or new head coaches are there. But like you mentioned, yeah, you also have two of them, Ron Rivera and Mike McCarthy, that have a ton of experience as head coaches in the NFL. So really it's only three guys that are having their first crack at it in organizations where, I mean, for a long time the Giants organization was pretty stable for head coaches, not so much anymore. 
the Redskins organization, they have they did st- stick with Jay Gruden for a while, but not exactly an organization that's had the most success over the last couple of decades. And then we get to the Browns with Steph- Kevin Stefanski, and yeah, man, it's uh, no matter what you do there, it's not easy to stick around unless you're Hugh Jackson, uh, in, w- in which case you'll you'll get a little more leeway. But no, it's gonna. It's going to be an interesting season for all these guys. And, yeah, trying to think of reasonable expectations and what they actually might be able to do. Um, I, I mean, we, we did see last year it only took one year for the Browns to move on and hire a new head coach. So sometimes you don't have that much time to look ahead to the future. But I think with some of these guys, we might see them yeah, with franchise at least beyond guys, the next uh, three, we'll four, five years. Like we'll, then we'll have some questions and maybe give uh, some predictions on uh, what the expectations are for some of these guys. But – uh, let's start with, with Mike McCarthy, obviously, with the Cowboys, and then Ron Rivera with the Redskins. I mean, they are they are the ones that, that certainly, I mean, you know, they have decorated history in the NFL. I mean, Ron Rivera has, you know, led the Panthers to a Super Bowl. You know, Mike McCarthy, um, you know, mm-hmm. won a Super Bowl uh, with the Packers, and we know the success he had there. Um, and, you know, you kind of look at the, I guess, each of the hirings here for them. You really, I think when you look at this, like, these feel like two really good fits for both of these, these two guys because, you know, Mike McCarthy's joining a team that already mm-hmm. has a really good offensive nucleus in place. You feel like he's going to be able to step in right away, add sort of his own touch to it, but he's got the talent there. You know, they've probably got one of the most talented offenses in the NFL, and then, you know, for the Redskins, mm-hmm. yes, they, they've got a bit of a roster overhaul to do. But, you know, you've got a defensive-minded guy who, you know, has a history, I think, of helping develop some players. And I know, you know, the way things ended there for Ron Rivera with the Panthers, I think it's easy just to look at that and say that, you know, this, this is just something where maybe he's not as good of a coach as we thought he was. I don't think that's necessarily the case. I think that was just one of those where the Panthers may have – I don't know what the best way to put it. Like the Panthers mm-hmm. may have just hit their ceiling, you know, with the roster that they had. And then from there, they just kind of pedaled backwards. Um, I, I, it's going to take some time. We know that with the Redskins, but it's mm-hmm. another one that, that feels like a good fit in terms of you needed someone to come in and kind of overhaul what that franchise wants to do. And if uh, I guess the ownership can stay out of the way, uh, you feel like Ron Rivera is someone that can do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he has a lot of experience. When he went to the Panthers initially, they were one of the worst teams in the NFL at the time. Uh, you know, going, uh, I think they only had a couple wins. Yeah, right before he got there, they were two and fourteen. So he's definitely been in some situations where he has to really do an overhaul and has a you know a four or five year plan. And sure enough, going from two and fourteen to five, uh, fifteen and one over the course of you know six years is pretty impressive and. I'm not saying he's going to go 15 and one six years from now from the Redskins, but I do think I do think Daniel Snyder, for all the things that have happened, things you can say about him and that organization, I do think he's going to give Ron Rivera the time to make this work. It seems like that was one of the most important things for Ron when he took the job was establishing that relationship, meeting with him over and over again, and kind of feeling comfortable enough to know like, hey, look, let's be realistic about where we are right now as an organization and with our roster and from the top down, everything. And you know, it's going to take some time, and I think. Uh, you know, we talked about at the time, I thought that was the perfect hire for them in terms of a guy with that kind of experience. Uh, not saying that there weren't other candidates that would have not been head coaches that would not have flourished there, but I do think it just makes sense. And yeah, overall, in terms of what happened at the end of his Panthers tenure, sometimes things just kind of run their course. I mean, they still did go 11-5 and five in 2017. It wasn't that far off, and they lost that really uh, classic uh, wildcard playoff game against the Saints. 
Um, you know, the injury issues and different things with Cam over the last couple of years have played a role there. Obviously, the defense has taken a downturn, but you just historically in the NFL, some of these, some of the best head coaches, you know, it just doesn't last. It's really hard to do, you know, what Belichick has done. Obviously, no one's really on that on that level, but even other head coaches that have been with their teams for as long as, say, John Harbaugh, uh, these more often you, some of these head coaches that have a ton of success, it's really a shorter period. You, you think about Jimmy Johnson with the Cowboys or um, you know, even the Jim Harbaugh 49ers teams where it's just if they take an organization, they, it burns brightly quickly, but it's really hard to just year after year after year uh, to, uh, turn out, you know, playoff teams. And especially with the way that, uh, with the roster turnover there is in the NFL now and how you know, you're always, you're, you always have to be improving. You always have to constantly be changing. It's just, it's really difficult. So I do think it's a fresh start for him and a new organization. And I think with the kind of project that he already did with in Carolina and how they work, how that all worked out, I think it's a perfect fit for him. And yeah, on Mike McCarthy, uh, I'll keep my comments more on shorter on him. Uh, yeah, he has the best situation easily of these head coaches. Um, and uh, it's as much as I know, we'll kind of talk about the Browns and Kevin Stefanski. And there's a lot of expectations for that roster to uh, prove from last year. But I think overall, you have to think the highest expectations in terms of uh, performance this year have to follow Mike McCarthy because, yeah, that offense, despite not making the, the playoffs, they finished second in DVOA. And, uh, their defense isn't terrible. It's still middle of the road if they can improve a little bit there, as we've talked about with them. This is a team that, that yeah, they have the talent in place on offense to really, even if their defense doesn't improve a ton, uh, they still should be a playoff team. They should expect to be a playoff team. There's an extra playoff spot. And with I know McCarthy spent all this time uh, after being the Packers head coach kind of studying the league and trying to analyze himself, studying himself. And he he's admitted he felt like he got a little bit stagnant with his philosophies. So he's really, you know, taken the last couple of years to that whole kind of coaching uh, little uh, powwow or whatever you want to call it where they all uh, – some of these former head coaches were, would get together and study all these games and all these different offenses. And I think that will help him – be able to look at all these tools and this talent and try to – I don't think it's going to look exactly like what he did in Green Bay. It's definitely going to be a little yeah, more versatile, a little more multiple, and, and I'm course, yeah, really excited to see what they're going to do this season. And then we go to these other three. You mentioned Kevin Stefanski with the Browns, of course, Joe Judge with the Giants, Matt Rule with the Panthers. They're all a little bit different, I think, in their own you know way that they got there. I think probably the best way to put it. We know Joe Judge's background, someone coming from the Patriots, working with Bill Belichick. Um, and then you talk about Kevin Stefanski. We know he's just been kind of an offensive guy that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a lot of people have, have really been high on around the league. And so for him to join a team that, you know, maybe not that different than the Cowboys, unlike the Cowboys in some ways, but, I mean, they've, they've got a pretty stacked offensive roster there uh, for mm-hmm. the Browns. So he steps into that situation. And then Matt Rule, um, you know, is the one that, that comes straight from college, uh, has no, you know, experience as a as a head coach in the NFL um, like these other two. But, you know, making that jump, that's something everyone's going to talk about. You know, it's just kind of going from, from that college experience now, making the jump to the NFL. And certainly you look at a lot of different cases over the years that you could point out of guys that it didn't necessarily work out. I think Nick Saban's the one that a lot of people would point to the most. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of look what he's accomplished in college, but look what he did in the NFL uh, yeah. with the Dolphins. And so it's it's going to be interesting because I think that, you know, all of them are going to have their challenges in one way or the other. Uh, and we'll talk a little bit here in, in a bit about maybe what the long-term expectations are and the short-term expectations for these three. Uh, but uh, they are, you know, they're, they're a little bit different. They all have different scenarios in terms of how they're, they're I guess, 
how their teams are built, but at the same time, if you just look at, you know, mm-hmm. that they have some star players to work with. You know, you know, the Giants have Saquon Barkley, uh, Panthers have Christian McCaffrey, the Browns yeah. have Nick Chubb and Odell Beckham, and you know, it's just they've got some talent to work with, specifically on offense. Uh, it's just a matter of, I think, for all these teams, it's really how quickly does the defense come along for most of these teams. And, you know, how quickly can can everyone adapt just to, to having a new coach? And, sorry to add another one here, but let's think about this offseason, too, where it's been so different that none of these coaches, none of them that we've mentioned at all, have mm-hmm. had any opportunity at this point <laughs> to be with their teams on the field and how that looks going into the season. So that could make mm-hmm. it even harder specifically for these three um, who are all, you know, first-time head coaches in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Yeah, building those relationships off the field, definitely a challenge, not yeah, ju- obviously for these new head coaches, but for so many players that are either moving teams or new draft picks. There's just, yeah, Overall, it's going to be interesting to see how that all plays out. So hopefully these coaches, <laughs> even though we've, again, you should, definitely should get at least a few years, I feel like, all these guys to really show what they can do. But hopefully, especially with the circumstances right now, these guys won't be concerned about losing their job after one season, no matter how it goes. But, yeah, uh, I mean, Kevin Stefanski first with the Browns. I know originally they wanted uh, – Deepa Testa wanted to hire him last year before they uh, kind of got overruled by uh, Dorsey and ownership eventually to take Freddie Kitchens, and obviously that didn't that's – part, that's part of why they were so willing to move on so quickly with the expectations they had. Obviously a guy that has had a lot of success um, both uh, when he was a lower assistant in Philadelphia when they won the Super Bowl and then also moving to Minnesota – I think, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what he does with the offense. Uh, and obviously with Nick Chubb, I think he's going to be, uh, as much as Stefanski is multiple and all the things he does and in uh, innovative, I, he's still, uh, you know, comes from the Kubiak kind of style where he's going to be wanting to run the ball quite a bit. So I'm, I'm curious to see how that all plays out. And overall, just as a leader, I know as much as, um, you know, a lot of guys on the team might have liked Freddie Kitchens, and he's a great assistant. It just did not work with him at the top. There's issues with the organization of the practices and just overall how he kind of ran the whole operation. So for Stefanski, hopefully he has enough experience and enough enough uh, time under some really great uh, coaches. Obviously Mike Zimmer, what he's done in Minnesota, has been uh, pretty, uh, a pretty good model, uh, kind of model for some of these newer coaches to see how you put together a, a culture and a system. So we'll see how that works out. Yeah, obviously more challenging, I think, in terms of the rosters, maybe not so much expectation-wise, um, for both Matt Rule and Joe Judge, uh, we've seen some of these Belichick disciples that have tried to be so much like him, and it just doesn't work. And I overall, so it's you know really early on, and we haven't seen him in the with the team itself. But in, at least in his interviews early on, it, it sounded like he was trying to replicate a, a Belichick interview. It looked like he was doing an impression of some of those with the, his reactions to some of the questions. So. Yeah, that's going to be interesting to see there. It's a tougher one for him. I, I Obviously, a guy that was a special teams coach, it's really they're looking at him more to kind of, you know, have that culture effect. And um, obviously, not to say that special teams uh, coaches don't have a lot of success, like John Harbaugh, his previous experience before becoming the head guy in Baltimore. So it's, it's going to be interesting there. Like you said, there's a lot of talent. And then Matt Rule, I'm excited to see what happens there. I'm not trying to – I know I've – put out the idea that some people think he can have that immediate impact like Sean McVay did. I don't know if that's necessarily <laughs> fair at all, but he does bring in Joe Brady too. So, yeah, as you said, we've had seen some guys come to the college level or up from the college level and have uh, varying levels of success. Um, still, though, you know, even though the Cardinals didn't make the playoffs, I think by the end of the season people started getting a little more on board with what Cliff Kingsbury was doing there. And obviously 
Matt Rule's rise to the college ranks was really impressive. Joe Brady, a really great young mind that eventually might be a head coach himself, a super young guy that has done so much already. So I'm I'm excited to see what they do. But even even if uh, you know they do a great job and they still are able to help the team improve, there's only so much at the end of the day these guys can do. I you know with the players they have, and it's going to take time to build that culture and you know coach and uh, help these guys improve themselves. You mentioned Nick Saban. I, I know he's he said this in um, varying uh, interviews and different things, but it might have been a little bit different yeah. if the Dolphins had uh, had decided to pull the trigger on getting Drew Brees. And uh, you know, if that happens, yeah. uh, who knows? I mean, the whole not just the, the NFL landscape over the last decade and a half, or however long, but the college uh, level too. It's it's crazy to think about all these little things that can make an impact. And you look at Belichick, obviously, uh, different complete situation in Cleveland when he was there, but again. There's only so much you can do with your circumstances. Uh, the best head coaches, uh, you know, some guys are really only able to blossom when they have the right opportunity, enough experience. It's not like Belichick wasn't a coordinator for years and years uh, before you know, he became the legend he is today. So it's it's tough to have those kind of expectations off the bat. I think it's just more about, like you say, the, the smaller challenges, the things you can control, which is establishing those relationships, even though it's going to be difficult with the current situation and then just making that kind of culture and understanding like you know setting the expectations for what you want this year and having those goals that you're able to attain over time so that by you know I don't think outside of the Browns um, I don't think the Giants the Panthers the Redskins uh, I know we're going back to Rivera here for a sec I don't think they have playoff expectations but they do want progress or something different because yep, yeah obviously sure. and, uh, things were not going like well for this franchise last year and the last few years this year just because of the off season we've had, you know, there have been some times where we go into a season saying, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if this new coach gets fired after one year, if they're just that bad, and, you know, if the team's just so terrible. But it just seems very unlikely this year based on the entire circumstances and uh, everything surrounding that. Uh, so looks like at least for the job security for this season, um, all these guys uh, should be okay there. But uh, while these guys are going to have to worry about their job security, um, you only have to worry about winning some money, and you can do that. With our friends at Bet Online, there is no shortage of action going on at our exclusive partners, BetOnline.ag. Sports slowly making their way back, and uh, Bet Online is leading the way with the best odds and lines for all UFC, NASCAR, boxing, and soccer matches. And if you need even more, they still have the simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC simulations all day, every day, live on their website. Plus, if you're looking for something else other than sports, BetOnline has hundreds of casino games, poker tournaments, and prop bets to check out. All you got to do is visit BetOnline.ag and use the promo code BLUEWIRE for a free welcome bonus. That's one word, BLUEWIRE. Just visit BetOnline.ag, check out that free welcome bonus. Uh, BetOnline, your online wagering experts. All right, let's get into some of the questions uh, for these uh, coaches in particular. We're going to play uh, prognosticators here and um, make uh, our predictions for how things are going to unfold for all these new head coaches uh, in terms of what their job security could be. We talked about this season, but uh, we're going to look ahead and talk about uh, who we could see uh, maybe having the most success, who could have the least success. And, again, we're doing this based off of the fact that um, you know, basically just making predictions because it's so hard to figure out. We we know how quickly the NFL can change year to year, and uh, especially when you talk about all the roster movement and stuff like that. A little bit different when it comes to NFL and college uh, because you have so much roster movement, free agency, and all that. So very hard to predict, but we're going to try our best. So Dylan, we're going to start on a positive uh, here and ask uh, who of these uh, five head coaches 
Who is going to have the most success in 2020? I think this is a very easy answer for me. Um, it is easily Mike McCarthy. I think anyone goes back, listens to anything we yeah. talked about really previewing this season. I am very high on the Cowboys, uh, unlike last year where I think a lot of people were high on the Cowboys and I was one that wasn't. Um, I just, for some reason, I've looked at their roster. I look at what they have. I think Mike McCarthy is exactly what they need. Um, and I just think that this is a season, uh, even though it's going to look unlike any other NFL season probably we've ever seen, it's just one where if you put the best talent on the field, yeah. uh, you know, you take out the fan equation and, and all that, I think the Cowboys have one of the most talented teams in the NFL period. And I just, you know, you add Mike McCarthy's touch to that, Dak Prescott gets the contract situation thing worked out. Um, they, they've got a lot of weapons there, and I don't, you know, there, there's really no other choice for me other than, than Mike McCarthy for this one. Yeah. Yeah, the only uh, yeah. competitor in terms of having any sort of playoff expectations, I guess, would be Stefanski and the Browns, because right now, yeah, the Giants, the Panthers, the Redskins, still uh, a little ways away. Maybe Carolina can make a bigger rise if everything worked out. But I do think, yeah, it's really between those two, and it has to be Mike McCarthy at this point. <laughs> uh, you know, last year, yeah, we we both correctly yeah. uh, predicted the Cowboys wouldn't make the playoffs, but we immediately were like, oh, no, they have the third easiest schedule, and, like, we are looking over, like, how are they going to not do this? And, of course, then they lose to the Jets, and they lose some games that they should not have and ended up missing out. I don't think that's going to repeat this year. They, as of at least based on last year, records they have the third easiest schedule again so I mean yeah getting those uh, four games against the Redskins and Giants does help in their own division and overall yeah with what McCarthy's done and all the time and preparation I'm excited again to see what it's going to look like with all everything he's done in his own time not being a head coach uh, just you know analyzing the game analyzing trends and all that stuff combined with the talent it's it's an easy choice to say he'll have the most success I think the only other person with high expectations in year one has to be Stefanski but even then I don't know if they're as high as they were last year for the Browns with uh, Freddie Kitchens and all the momentum they had coming off at the end of the 2018 season when Baker started getting rolling Um, but I do think yeah that's the only team that even really has that should have any sort of uh, expectations this year (laughs) Um, but yeah Mike McCarthy and the Cowboys uh, they don't make the playoffs I, I don't think, yeah, I mean, Jerry Jones, we saw how, how you know, in terms of, we are talking earlier about uh, some of these coaches and the leeway they're given, yeah. in terms of what he, uh, you know, the amount of time it took for Jason Garrett to finally be uh, put out of the organization, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't think, even if, if the Cowboys miss the playoffs, there'll be more headlines than anything uh, <laughs> happening internally in terms of McCarthy being gone, but yeah, but it's uh, it's going to be interesting. Point, I, I do, I don't, I do think, to one I year contract, if you don't make the playoffs, and if you don't win the division, you're fired on to the next one, like, why not, right? Um, you could you could see Jerry doing that, but no, it's yeah, pretty pretty consensus there that Mike <laughs> McCarthy uh, would be the one we picked out the most success this season. Which uh, on the flip side of that, um, who will have the least success uh, this season? This one I think is a little more interesting because um, which again it ties back to what you just said. Obviously, the Cowboys and the Browns yeah. are two teams that are potentially you know Cowboys should be a playoff team. Browns are in that mix in terms of uh, looking at some of the early predictions for this season, but. Uh, no one really predicting the Giants, Panthers, or the Redskins to make the playoffs. So it's really just a matter of saying, all right, of these three, uh, which team do you think is going to be the worst, Dylan? And that's uh, kind of what you have to go with here uh, for the least success. Yeah, it's a tough question. I 
I put down that I think the Giants are going it, to – it's hard to say, okay, so least success for me wouldn't be necessarily who's going to have the worst record. I think it still might be yeah. the Redskins, but I guess they only finished a game behind the Giants, so it's tough to really – all these teams finish with, what, yeah, five wins for the Panthers, four for the Giants, three for the Redskins. I, I guess I'll stick with Joe Judge and the Giants. I just – I still don't really know – what to expect from that defense. I, I'm still really concerned with their secondary. I know they have a decent run defense, but, yeah, they were just abysmal um, defending the pass. And to expect their offense to suddenly take a huge leap, I know they helped their offensive line out a bit. But I just – I guess it's more of maybe it's a safer pick for me to think that Ron Rivera is going to be able to, you know, have a difference between this, a 3-13 and 13 record and then winning a few more games. I just think he's going to be able to, and uh, already, I mean, even the guys that haven't met him know his, uh, his accolades and his credibility and how many, you know, just, we don't really know at this point, Joe Judge, how much players, if he's going to be a coach like um, Rivera, where the players yeah. just all, everyone that's played for Ron Rivera has had nothing but good things to say about him and what he's done uh, with them, whereas Joe Judge is, yeah, a lot more fresh, it's a little more unknown, and we saw even, you know, with the past couple coaches they've had, there's been plenty of issues with Shermer and going back further. So, yeah, I, I, I guess I'll go with Judge. Um, and that's also, I mean, yeah, like you said, you could consider the Matt Rule and the Panthers, and they do have to face, obviously, the Bucks and the Saints for four of their games, and we'll see what the Falcons are like. So they have a little bit tougher schedule, but overall, based on last year's records, it's not that much more difficult. Uh, so I, I don't know. I, I just feel like even though I don't expect the Panthers' defense and their, their, their abysmal run defense to take, like, such a huge step forward, I do think – They'll do enough on offense, and I think it will be a fun team to still watch, maybe not for you know yeah. for just general. I think overall what they're going to be able to do and what they're going to try to do on offense is going to be entertaining and be different. So I, I do think they'll find a way to still scratch across six, uh, seven wins maybe. So, uh, yeah, I guess I'm just going to go with the Giants, sticking around where they are. They're the one team I yeah, don't think I, of those three I'm the most confident the in taking up much of a step Because forward. the Panthers kind of goes back to what you said. I think they're going to at least be creative, and I think that will help them probably be a bit, you know, win some games maybe they shouldn't win. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with the Giants and the Redskins, you feel like they're going to have sort of that, mm-hmm. I don't know what the best way to put it is, you know, they're going to have that conventional, I think, approach in terms uh-huh. of, of how they go about things. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I just think Matt Rule coming in from college, you know, we talked about Joe Brady kind of seen as a, a wizard uh, on offense too. And so I think you, you add all that together I just feel like there's going to be maybe more creativity when it comes to the Panthers, maybe more so than, than obviously what the Redskins are going to do or, you know, what Jason Garrett could do with the Giants offense. Um, so we'll, we'll see, but uh, it's it's tough. I go back and forth, but I, I think the Giants and the Redskins both have pretty tough schedules, and so I don't really see either one of them winning a ton of games. I mm, I would probably go with the Redskins, but I don't. Yeah. Again, I I think they're about even. I don't know that there's a lot that separates either one of them. I just think that you know they they both got roster issues they're going to have to correct that that aren't going to be corrected this season. So um, I I may pick mm-hmm. the Redskins just to be different here and pick Ron Rivera, but um, it's either way it's pretty much a toss up when it comes to you know what the expectations are for those two. I. I think the wild card kind of, I mean, because yeah. the least success could just be total wins. But if the Browns miss the playoffs, you could argue that, like, Stefanski, like, as a kind of outside one, would yeah. be the, the most disappointing, I guess. Maybe least success a little bit different than that. But, yeah, that's the only other one, if, if that's the case. That's the only other guy that could really fall into that category. Because, yeah, 
I do think it's they have the, yeah. the Giants and the Redskins have the toughest um, pass in terms of the rosters they currently right, have and what one. they have to do with um, Phil um, success security. eventually. But, and I think this one is very and I think this one is very hard to answer because um, I could make the case for like everyone here um, because it's 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 a lot of it who's based <laughs> on the ownership and I think that's important to know when we get into this one. <laughs> so the next question is who will have the best job security three years from now? Um, and I'm seeing Dylan typing on our sheet here, and because he's not sure, he doesn't know which one he wants to pick. I think this one is tough, and because honestly, at first I was going to say Mike McCarthy, no. but then you think about it, like, are you kidding me? Like Jerry Jones, I know how long he kept Jason Garrett there, but at the same time, if the Cowboys came out and missed the playoffs the first two seasons under McCarthy. I don't, you know, I don't think this is the case where he's going to keep McCarthy there for ten years. Like I just, I don't see that happening. So mm-hmm. I, I, eh, I think that's probably all right. I'm, I think that's probably the best choice. I think Mike McCarthy is <laughs> probably the best choice in that one. Um, so I'm going to go with him because really on all the others, you know, if the Giants struggle, if the Panthers aren't very good, if Matt Rule's not, you know, this offensive wizard. If Stefanski can't get the Browns taking a step forward, could we see we could see all three of those guys, you know, potentially being fired after three years? Ron Rivera, I I think he would get a little bit more time, mm-hmm. so I would probably go with either Mike McCarthy or Ron Rivera. Although my best bet is probably going to be Mike McCarthy. Yeah, those are the two that I, as you can see, the, the two that I have there are Rivera and McCarthy. The one that I feel the least confident about that I, I wouldn't consider, not even just because I don't – I do think that Stefanski can yeah. turn things around potentially in Cleveland, but I – just based on what the, the Haslam's have done is in their history as the owners of the Browns, they do not stick to head coaches for long, and they're really quick uh, to get rid of guys. And I know, uh, like I kind of mentioned with the Giants, they used that used to be the case where they had a lot of stability for so many years going from Fossil to Coughlin. I mean, basically covering two decades with those two head coaches. And then, obviously, the McAdoo experiment and Shermer, just, it did not work out. And now they're a little more quick on the trigger finger there. Um, like you mentioned, yeah, we don't know with uh, David Tepper. This is the first head coaching hire he's had with the Panthers. Uh, so it's real no, real no way. I don't think he's going to, as much as, He's obviously a huge fan of Rule, and that's a big reason why he got the job. I don't think he'll hesitate to move on. So, yeah, it has to be for me between Rivera and McCarthy. Like you said, yeah, Jerry Jones doesn't have that relationship with Jason Garrett. As much as we have fun with that and uh, how long he stuck around there, they clearly had from his playing days and post-playing days and everything – such a relationship between those two that I, I don't think, you know, Mike McCarthy, as much as he can develop that, is still, a, you know, spent his whole career, in, uh, you know, with the 49ers and the Packers and does not have that same connection. So, yeah, if they don't live up to expectations, I don't trust Jerry as much. And maybe I'm putting too much trust into Daniel Snyder in, in terms of his relationship that he seems to have with Ron Rivera. But he does seem like a loyal guy overall with some of the things he's put up with uh, to a fault at a point. But I do think in this point, uh, in this case, it actually is going to work out for him. And I, yeah, that's why I put Rivera as my pick initially. I, I again, yeah, the, the talent and the level of ability for McCarthy makes you want to go there. But at the same time, if he's not able to do anything significant with it, if all they're doing is making the playoffs and not going any further, I do think, I think, yeah, in three years, I could, I could see Rivera if, if the Redskins are uh, not a tire fire and they're uh, at least like battling for playoff spots or at least 500 around that uh, that way and are heading in the right direction. I can see Rivera being the one that right now I, I have the most trust in. I just don't have enough trust in the other ownerships and uh, 
uh, what's going on with those in those rosters compared to Rivera, where he's done it before. I think we're going to see, I think at, at the very least, Daniel Snyder is going to see it out for at least a few years uh, if they're not winning in year three, uh, at least like uh, with a 500 record, maybe it's different, but I guess I'll, I'll leave I'll leave Rivera's mind just so that we don't have the same answer here. I just yeah, like like I was kind of saying, I just McCarthy doesn't have that relationship with Jones. All right, well could, that, that one I think is it's up, hard to predict. I think this one's going to be a little bit easier to predict. Um, all right, and I, I again I, I think there's only one choice here, but I think my answer may actually surprise you a little bit. All right, will any of these coaches within the next five years win a Super Bowl? Because um, I'm going to tell you my answer. I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say yes. I think the cow I think the Cowboys have a chance if they can keep their <laughs> nucleus in place. I obviously you know a lot has to go right. Um, you're counting on you know everyone eclipsing the the Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes, the Ravens with Lamar Jackson, um, and then we know how strong the NFC is, and that's why you know for the Cowboys to do that it's going to be very tough, but. I don't know, man. I just, you know, the the nucleus they have in place, I think, is really, really good. And you could see it. So if we have to answer a question, you know, we have mm-hmm. to pick. Obviously, I think there's only one choice here. Yeah. And it's not really, you know, a question that that's, that, that's that debatable. But <laughs> I guess it's one to where, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm someone that thought that Mike McCarthy, you know, got a bit of a bad rap with the Packers in terms of how everything ended there. And, and it could have been, just been a situation where, you know what, we, we've seen this at, at all uh-huh. jobs in any sport. Like, it's one of those where after you're out of place for a certain amount of time, it just becomes best for both parties to go their separate ways. And I think that's what happened with him and the Packers, but I also think he's a pretty good coach. And I, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't know, man, you always worry about Jerry getting in the middle of everything and trying to just, you know, make a dumb move here or there. But I I just think the Cowboys, if they can keep in place what they have now, which seems to be what they're going to be able to do. um, You know, I, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. You say the Cowboys can, can win a Super Bowl in the next five years, which of course we've been saying that for the last, what, 20, 20 something years at this point. So uh, there you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I yeah. probably just because there's 27 other teams and by chance I would just answer no as my, as my one prediction. But I do, yeah, I think the, the Cowboys are definitely have a shot to be the representative from the NFC. And overall, um, just looking back at some of these teams that have made Super Bowl runs, um, I mean, the, no one would have predicted after the Rams in their first season going 4-12 and would make the Super Bowl two years later. So uh, as much as we're not going to predict that the Browns, Redskins, Panthers, or yeah. Giants are going to win a Super Bowl in the next five years, I suppose it's possible. If, it, you know, if they draft well enough and the quarterbacks work out and everything works out, it, it's possible. It, it's, in the, it's in, you know, you can imagine it. <laughs> but uh, predicting, it, predicting any of those four teams to win is much more yeah. difficult. To, you just can't do it. It's, it's more of you admitting that you, you, we have to wait and see. Whereas with the Cowboys, yeah, they're the one team that has the capability to do it. Um, will they be able to fight through the NFC? I, I mean, I, I do think it's a, there's a chance. And I, you know, they, and like you said, I think Mike McCarthy probably definitely gets an unfair rap for what happened at the end of the Green Bay tenure, and it kind of got stale. And just overall, I mean, he, again, he's worked on it, and he's he's not one of those guys that's just stubborn about uh, his own role and what happened there with the past few years and his inability to adapt. I think he's 
Uh, he's been very clear about that. So I think the combination of that and his actual skills, his knowledge base, is what he's what he did with Green Bay even before Rodgers started uh, becoming became the starting quarterback in the last few years with Favre there, having some good years as well. Yeah, I think I think he's he's managed expectations for a historic franchise clearly too. So yeah, I think. Yeah, there's a chance. There's a chance the Cowboys will uh, make the Super Bowl, win it if they if everything falls right. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm gonna say no just because yeah, there's still a lot of other teams, and they're just as much as these teams are, um, uh, you know, like I'm saying, they could have a quick turnaround. There's also a chance some like the Cardinals or so many other teams that have had uh, struggled the last few years could also make that leap, yeah. and then well, there you go. That's another hurdle kind of for uh, these five teams to get over. Uh, picking that one, all right, we're gonna wrap up with a quick one here, real quick, and uh, this is just <laughs> another one. That's kind of for fun. Um, do any of these five coaches, do any of these five replace Bill Belichick as head coach of the Patriots within the next, uh, within whenever, within the next five, ten years, whatever? Um, <laughs> I guess that's that's also kind of an easy one because if, you know, Joe Judge has success with the Giants, um, you know, you could see him as the front runner for the Patriots job. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that's the the one. Like you're yeah. saying, if there's no timeline, I I just don't even have a prediction for when Belichick will stop coaching. Even I think if they if the Patriots struggle this year, it's only going to embolden him more to be there longer to get it right. I don't think he wants to leave uh, on a bad note. Um, for or a will number it be of reasons, Nick Saban? Obviously, it's competitiveness, but yeah, um, <laughs> I, yeah, I guess maybe 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 Matt Rule. Maybe it'll be Nick. Saban. Maybe they'll swap jobs. Nick Saban will go there. Go go to Alabama. But no. Uh, yeah, you could see. I think the two leaders here would, yeah, would be judging his experience in New England and maybe Matt Rule if everything hit right and somehow it made sense. I don't know, but um, it's 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 probably too far out for me to make a, a better prediction. Maybe at that point they'll, they'll make a uh, offer that's too hard for Brian Flores to turn yeah. down and he'll he'll turn that's on funny, his back. Matt Rule is the other guy I was going to say too. Like, like, you know, Matt Rule just looks like this creative, you know, genius, and all of a sudden, you know, everyone's out to try to land him. Um, you know, in five years or uh-huh. something like that. That would be interesting. Something else worth noting here is a little trivia for you. Um, Bill Belichick, 68 years old. Nick Saban, 68 years old. Pete Carroll, 68 years old. Um, so there could be a changing of the guard here at some point uh, with all of these guys maybe uh, going out at the same time. So uh, we'll see uh, what happens in terms of uh, when these guys leave their jobs. But at the same time, we could see all three of these uh, coaching into their 80s probably um so uh, mm-hmm. we'll see what happens there but there you go there's a look at uh, the first year coaches with their new teams that is uh in the nfl uh, fun to kind of think about what the possibilities are uh, for those five guys but uh, dylan we have a lot of stuff going on over clutch points not just talking about uh, these teams in particular but also everything else uh, heading into the nfc nfl season not knowing what the nfl season is going to look like uh, but uh, we're at least starting to make some predictions and try to figure some things out. So uh, let everybody know where they can find all the great stuff going on there. You can go to clutchpoints.com and right there at the top, there's an NFL button. You press that, get to our NFL section. All of our NFL content can be found there. You can also find our podcast on the homepage of the website at the podcast uh, section at the top of the page and you can also go to the clutch points app in the nfl section there all of our articles all of our podcasts uh some more social content all of that can be found there uh, our podcast when you listen yeah again listen to there and yeah we'll have hopefully at some point with all these sports games to, to be covered that you can follow along with in the app uh right now trying to add as many other things as we can to, to keep you entertained in the meantime but yeah looking like as much as uh <laughs> 
at certain points, there's uh, you read reports that are a little more discouraging in terms of where we're going with these things. It's it still looks like some sort of yep, form. Be sure of to check all that out. And as always, uh, we'll be ready uh, to, to cover all the questions. podcast. Any podcast app you use, just search for it there. And uh, thanks as always to the fine folks at uh, Blue Wire and Bet Online for all that they do. I thank you guys as always for listening, and we'll talk to you guys next time here on the Established the Past podcast. <laughs>